Welcome everybody to the Ed Fernandez Show. This is part two of Do You Really Want to Be an Entrepreneur? In the last show, in part one, what I've been doing is that you notice a lot of things here. These are, these are my journals. And these journals started from 2000 and continue all the way to 2023. And these journals are the journey of my life from the time that I was struggling and working for somebody else all the way up to the time that now I run my own company and God has blessed it tremendously. But I thought it would be important to do this show for you so that you can understand that the fears and the struggles and everything that goes on with trying to be somebody different, trying to cut a, a trail that no one else has done before in your family to make things change for you. The struggle is real and the struggle is normal. So in the last episode, I ended where, you know, I was working for this company where we would always struggle for payroll. And, the last, and, and I ended the last episode where we didn't have payroll, didn't know where the money was coming from. And in our prayer time, God started talking to me and started saying that the money is here. And the look at the accounts. And that night, my boss called me and said, Ed, I found $400,000 that I didn't even know existed. And we had $550,000 in made payroll. So I'm going to continue. And, and, and again, look, I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm doing, but I just feel led that it's important to kind of give you guys insight of what I've been through and, and what it took to struggle to, to get where I'm at and to let you know that, thank God I didn't do it on my own. Because if I had to do it on my own, I would not be here today. But I thank God that I had God and, and he's always had my back. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to read some things. And as I'm reading these things, you know, I'm going to stop and, and do some monologue, dialogue, whatever you want to call it. But um, we'll pick it up. January 23rd, 2009, long time ago. I ended in 2008, so we'll pick it up in 2009. This is the, the beginning of the new year. And uh, my first entry, again, is January 23rd, 2009. So I'll start here. We start a new year at Cornerstone in need again. I'll put this down so I don't mess up the camera. So the story is we're always in need, right? We're always needing payroll. There's never enough money. I'm so scared. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I don't know when God's going to show up. So here we are, 2009, first entry. We start the new year at Cornerstone. In need again. This is the worst economic times in our history, other than the Great Recession, the Great Depression. This is now called the Great Recession. Four plus million jobs lost. Foreclosures are rampant because of the mortgage crisis. And the credit crunch, WAMU, which you guys probably don't even know who that is, has been purchased by Chase. Lehman Brothers uh, doesn't exist anymore. Wachovia was, is owned by Wells Fargo, and Merrill Lynch is now owned by Bank of America. The market was 14000 the Dow Jones. And in June of 2008, 7900 the fear of investing is all over. And we also had a $50 billion Ponzi scheme, which obviously, you know, that was Bernie Madoff. We have struggled to raise money in the public offerings and in our private offerings. 
at this time, we had no clue what we were going to do. We didn't know how we were going to do it. And I, I can say this, you know, this is 2009. So I've been doing this now for eight years. The ups and the downs, the ups and the downs, the ups and the downs. And, you know, it reminds me, you know, Joseph in the Bible had some dreams and and in his dreams, you know, his brothers would bow down to him and he would be lifted up. But, you know, it took 14 years of just really bad things for him to become the second in command in the most powerful nation in the world, which was Egypt at the time. And what I'm noticing while I'm reading this stuff is that it's no different for all these people. It's no different that you need to go through tough times to, to mold you, to, to create something that you thought you never would be. And, and, and these journals are, are doing it. So in this process, right, um, boy, my house, it's at risk right now. I didn't, I couldn't afford the mortgage. And so we were doing what's called loan modifications where we were hoping at that time, you know, we were paying people to try to help us redo our loan, redo our loan. And, and we had no idea what we were doing, but here's an entry in April of 2009. I received my loan modification. So the bank got back to me and said, Hey, we're willing to work with you, but my payment was 6,700 a month. Taxes included, but the term, the terms were, I needed 13500 up front and due on the 20th, which was the 20th of May. So the total that I needed to give them was $21,000. That, that, that was not happening. There was no way I had $21,000 to give this bank um, also at the time I owed the IRS $70,000 at the time, $70,000 for me and my family were, it might as well have been a million dollars. It was, it was a lot of money and I owed the IRS 70,000. So here I am, can't afford my mortgage payment. And the reason why I'm bringing this all up is because some of the episodes you see, you know, the cars, you see the planes, you know, and, and you see like the end result of the struggle. And so I think it's important just to bring this up. And so here, here's an entry here. I have a little sticky note right here. And it says, read Deuteronomy 8. And I'll read the entry and then I'll read Deuteronomy 8 to you. Today, Ruth was praying and God was talking to her and gave her Deuteronomy 8. We have to remember that when all the money comes, who do we need to give credit to? So Deuteronomy 8, I got a Bible right here and I'll, I'll read Deuteronomy 8. And, you know, I want to kind of dismay the thought that Loving Jesus, you got to be broke. Loving Jesus, you can't have nice things. And that's, that's such a lie. So I'm going to read Deuteronomy 8 to you. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe. That you may, you may live and multiply, live, multiply, and go and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you. Hmm. 
humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and then he fed you manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments didn't wear out. So these people, look, they're, they're traveling for 40 years. You know, they're, they're coming out of Egypt and God is taking care of them to the point where your garments didn't wear out on you, nor did your foot, feet swell these 40 years. You should know in your heart that as a man chases his son, so the Lord God chastens you. Therefore, and here's what has to happen. You shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, of waters, of fountains and springs, that flow out of the valleys and the hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of those whose hills you can dig copper and when you have eaten and are full then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you I read that because there's a perception out there that as a man of God or a woman of God I'll use the term you can't have your cake and eat it too but that is so much, that's such a lie. I could tell you right now that as I read these journals and, man, I would never want to go through this stuff again. I, I could tell you that right now. It was the most horrible time in my life. But now that I'm on the other side of it, and look, we're never, we never stop learning, but I'm on the other side of it. I mean, things are... Things are good. I got a great life. I look back and I say, man, Lord, I learned so much. And I just want this to be an encouragement to you, Mr. and Mrs. Entrepreneur, that it's going to get hard. But if you don't quit, you're going to see the other side. So I'm going to continue to read. And um, there, there's a traumatic event that occurred to us. And, and, you know, people don't know this stuff about us. People see all the things that God has blessed with us and don't, don't know. So on, remember, I was, I was trying to save my house, save my house, save my house, save my house. And unfortunately, it didn't get saved. On May 7th of 2009, today was a rough day. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm, July 13th, 2009 is when you kind of feel like a failure, you know? As a man, what's important is to provide for your family. You know, that's super important. And, and that becomes your identity, right? So you go out and you eat what you kill. You wanna make sure you have a roof over your head. 
But on July 13th of 2009, we find out that our house went through foreclosure. And we have two more weeks in the 30 days to get out. We were sad, and it was a sad day. I remember that time, you know, me and my wife were crying, and we were wondering why God let us down. We were like, Lord, you know, we're, we're so faithful, and we do everything you tell us to do, and all of a sudden now this house is gone, and it's like, what are we doing wrong? But, you know, you, you, you got to persevere through that stuff, right? You can't quit. You can't, you can't give up. You can't feel sorry for yourself. You can't feel like a victim. You know, and I don't know what's inside that just kept me going, but we kept going. Even after losing our home, we lost our house. They took all our cars. We were just like, it was just like so bad. And I remember my wife being so sad. But now I understand why the Lord said what he did. It was to prepare me. It looks like we will be moving into our friend's house. It was a rental for 4200 a month. I can't explain why God does what he does and why it feels the way it feels. But I could tell you this, that God is always faithful. So I can keep going through this book, and I have so many different entries here. And I'm trying not to bore you guys and not kind of make it mundane. But you got to remember, you gotta, I got to make you feel what I was feeling at the time. And, and these things are, are reminding me of a lot of things. I, I have another entry here that I'll read. April 22nd, 2010. Looking at my life, there's not one day that I do not come in this office and cry. I don't cry in front of my kids because I don't want them, I don't want them to carry any burden about the family's finances. I knew too much when I was a kid about our financial condition. I could always remember why we did not have a car and everyone else did. Why we could not have school clothes the same time everyone else did at the beginning of the school year. Why my mom was always had to go without. She would always wear 99 cent sandals. That was all she could afford for herself. Thank you, Mom. I love you so much. I was not going to put my kids through the same thing I went through. It wasn't going to happen. But I would go into that office and I would cry and I would cry and I would cry. I would cry until the point to where I had no more tears. I had no more tears to give, and it was very, very painful. You know, and at this time, I owed the IRS so much money. It was only $70,000, but at that time, again, it was crazy. July 26, 2010. Well, my problem with the IRS has gotten to a little worse. They want to garnish my wages now. They wanted to leave me with $400 a paycheck and take the rest. We were able to get them to take $1,300 this 
this coming paycheck as long as I put zero dependence on my W-4 form, trying to manipulate the, the, the situation. This will not be enough money for my living expenses. The stress of this situation is a lot to bear. I need to pay the IRS 75000 to get out of this situation. I know God will use man, but it is God alone that I can depend on. I am waiting on my miracle. I love you, Lord, to be continued. I could tell you a story that you guys are going to, like, think I'm crazy. And that's okay. Think I'm crazy. But it's the truth. One day I get a letter from the IRS. <laughs> I get a letter from the IRS. <laughs> and, and the letter said that my bill was paid in full. You know what happened? And this is, I believe this. An angel went into the IRS office and wrote the check for me and paid my bill. I don't know who it was. I don't know when they did it. But all I know, somebody went in there and paid that bill for me. You know... <laughs> It, it's such an amazing ride when you walk with God, especially when you're trying to uh, do something like unique and something that no one else has done before and something that you know you're called to do is that it's so cool to know that the creator of heaven and earth has your back and you don't have to kind of do it on your own. Well, here's the new year. And, you know, the, the theme of the story is that, and I, and I won't read this anymore. I'm going to read something else. This is, uh, this, this actually goes and in this ends in 2011. But the story throughout this whole time is that um, there were ups and downs. There was good times, bad times, ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. Um, it got so bad that my wife and I, you know, we've been married 20, almost 27 years now. And I think one of the episodes um, that you guys can go and reference to is that my wife was going to leave me. Um, I think she was going to leave me in 2015. But I could tell you that when finances are bad, it affects the entire family, right? This is uh, October 24th, 2011. So now, you know, I ended, I ended this journal here in 2010 and now I'm on 2011. And you notice, look at, look at, I got so many things to say and so many things to do. Just, I don't know. I'm trying to be led by the spirit of God on what to share. There's a lot of things in here I won't share. But uh, if you could be patient with me. Yesterday, Ruth and I got into a, what I would call a big fight. The kids were involved in the conversation for the first time. I explained the situation to them, and Darian, being the oldest, took it really hard. There was a conversation of divorce. I told him and the girls, since I have taught them about honoring their word, I gave them my word that we will work it out and that their mom and I would grow old together and watch them grow as young adults. The kids and I cried and hugged each other 
I called Darian today to see how he was, and he said he was okay, and I told him today was a new day. I thought the battle was over, but then a bomb dropped in the middle of my home yesterday. How do I explain and how do I encourage you? Because I don't want to make this like doom and gloom and I'm sorry, you know, like it's like so bad. But again, 2011, I got down to 2013. And I'm going I'm to take you to the place where things turned. Um, let me find that spot for you guys. And as I'm looking for it, so at the end of the day, the company that I was working for ended up shutting down. Um, unfortunately, you know, we were praying and we were praying and we were praying and it, it just... It just shut down. We, all of us that were working there didn't have jobs anymore. It was, it was a horrible time. That was April or May, I think May of 2014, where the company shut down. And I received my last paycheck uh, February of that year. And you know what I had to do? Um, my boss said, hey, Ed, we had so much office furniture and conference room furniture and all that stuff. We had piles. I mean, in the back room, it looked like staples. We had paper and pens and this and that. So I put an ad in uh, the paper and I, I did a garage sale in the office and it was all cash and you had to take it and you had to pick it up on your own. So I sold all the conference room tables. I sold, I sold all the office furniture. I mean, everything that I could sell, I was selling. And, I, I, and you know, I put $7,000 of cash in my, in my bank account for my family. You know, you got to kind of, you know, you can't quit. Quitting is not an option. It should not be in your vocabulary. You should just, and that's, you know, sometimes I get annoyed at myself, like, why can't I just quit? It's just like not in my DNA. I just can't quit. You put my back against the wall and there's a grizzly bear in front of me and I have nowhere to room. I'm going to fight and I'm going to beat that bear. I don't care what it takes. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to beat that bear. So I had to do what I had to do. I was hustling. I was doing what I ever had to do. But then that was, that was, <laughs> I mean, I mean, everybody wondered what the heck is that doing? You know, all these people, strangers coming through the office and I'm like, yeah, walking around and going, yeah, give me this for this and this, this. Can you deliver it? Nope. You got to come pick it up. Uh, all cash. I was counting the cash. Boom, boom, boom. I was putting hundreds in my pocket because look, I, I wasn't going to fail. And so on June 18th, I'll read this one. I don't know what it's going to say, but on June 18th, you know, I decided, I said, God, uh, it is June 18th, 2014. So this is a couple months after all that stuff happened. God just told me that, I, uh, that he wants me to fast and I will see the breakthrough. I don't know how you guys do it without God. I don't know how you are an entrepreneur without God. I don't know how you start a business without God. I, 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 I have no idea because with God, if I'm feeling like this, I can only imagine how you feel without God starting a business. I mean, that's like, I, I have no clue how you guys do that if you're doing that. God just told me that, that he wants me to fast and I will see the breakthrough. This is uh, June 18th, 2014. Time... Time to pray 
and get into the presence of God to hear his voice. God told me after I had a thought of going to get a job, he said, you know, that's not what I want for you. As in the story of Jericho and the walls coming down, I have an encounter with God and I will see the walls of my crisis come down. That all I want is an encounter with God and I want a new experience with you, Lord Jesus. It's not by the sword that I will win the, this battle, but my, my worship, it's not what I will do in the public, but what I do in private that will bring this victory. I feel like God is telling me to fast for six days starting today. And on the seventh day, the walls would come down. This is uh, four days later. And this is how 1031 crowdfunding started. And I can tell you right now, we currently have 40 employees. 40 employees and we did $47 million in revenue last year. And I was, I was tripping for 75,000 for the IRS. But here's where it started right here. In my fourth day of a six day fast that I believe the Lord spoke to me to do. He said to fast for six days and on the seventh day, things will change and that the walls would come down. I believe the Lord is leading me to start a crowdfunding platform for DSTs. In my prayer today, the Lord told me that he would provide the resources to do what I need to do and that I would know that it came from him and him only. Depend on him and him only. So I remember that day when the Lord gave me this crowdfunding name and I ran downstairs and I Googled crowdfunding. I didn't know what the heck it was. I Googled crowdfunding and come to find out there was a new law that actually came out in 2012 that allowed uh, what I was doing for the last 14 years to be done online. So I started 1031 crowdfunding and, you know, when you start your own business, you're walking in, you're not getting a paycheck from anybody. You better make that paycheck. But I remember that time, you know, and that was such a pivotal time for us. But I was scared and didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that God was with me. Um, so here's a new journal. And this is 2015. This is the start of my fifth journal of my life. My hope that this, this journey is full of all the wonders and blessings that God has done for me and my family. You know, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you back to, maybe it's in here. No, I'm not going to take you back. I'm going to take, this is where it is. Here's, uh, so I started this business, right? Here's July 9th of 2015. Uh, we have 7,500 in the bank as of today. And with Google AdWords costing us $500 every two or three days, that's not much. One day I'm good. The next day I'm not. It's a, this roller coaster ride is exhausting. I want to run away and hide but there's no place to hide. I feel like I have no other choice but to move forward, even though I do not feel like doing so. Ruth was crying yesterday and she, she is tired too. She said, if I'm not doing well, doing good, she's not doing good. I cry so much that I get tired of crying. 
I know God hears my cries, but sometimes it seems like he doesn't hear because things take so long to change. And as we as a family are hoping to leave this week of July, the week of July 27th to do something as a family in terms of a vacation, I pray, I pray God will provide for so much needed rest. I had no idea if God was going to move, if he wasn't going to move. So that was July 9, 2015. Let's go to July 28, 2015. This is pretty cool. So the story is, is I needed... So I started this company, right? And I was raising money and I, I created uh, this offering. So I had these investors. They, you know, one of them was a friend of mine. Well, at the time he, he wanted to hire me, but, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to, God said, do you want to work for me or man? So I didn't take the job. So I, I, you know, his name was Marcus. And I said, Hey Marcus, I'm starting this company. And he gave me, uh, him and his partner gave me uh, $60,000. And so, you know, I, I took money and I put it in my bank account and I gave the rest of the money to an attorney and I created this offering. And this offering was for $500,000. And what an offering is, is where, you know, I created a securities document where an investor can invest. And it was, you know, through a legit, way of doing so because that's what I was doing for all this time. And so I was going to raise $500,000 and um, I started doing that. And so that investors can trust me, I put an escrow in and said, look, I'm not going to touch any of the money until I raise 200000 If I don't raise $200,000 by December this year, I got to give you all the money back. And that gave investors confidence. So here we are. We hadn't raised the money yet. And I, I say, well, I haven't written anything in the last two weeks since, the, uh, since my friend has agreed to fund the last 150000 I'll, I'll stop right here. I remember we were 150, we had $150,000 in the bank and I only had like, a, like two weeks left to run out of time. And I remember screaming at God, yelling at him, screaming at him. And I didn't even care. We were down to nothing. I had no money and I had $150,000 sitting in a bank account that I had access to. And I said, you know what, Lord, I don't, give, I don't even care. I'm going I'm to use this money and let the chips lie where they may. And you know what the Lord told me? He said, go ahead and use the money because this time next week, this Friday coming up next week, you're going to have the money. You know that I had a meeting with an individual and he gave me $50,000 right then and there. Right then and there, we opened escrow. So this is fast forward, moving forward. Now I got to $200,000, but I need another $300,000. And I'm trying to go on vacation and I don't know when I'm going to go on vacation. I want my kids to have a good time. So this is uh, July 28th of 2015 after I just read the, eight, uh, the entry of two, uh, July 9th of 2015 and says, well, I haven't written anything in the last two weeks since uh, the meeting I had with my friend. Well, my friend agreed to invest $150,000 in three tranches. July 15th, August 15th, and September 15th. And I thank you, Lord, for providing and allowing me to move forward. And I was also able to pay for vacation for the family. I am writing this right now from Maui, Hills Condo Resort in Kihei, Hawaii. We are in Maui. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for providing everything for us. And, you know, this guy who invested, you know, and this is what's so cool about God. This is why you need God in your business. And I'm not talking about God. I'm talking about Jesus Christ, the Lord Almighty. That's the God I'm talking about. But this is why you need God in your business. This is why you need God in your life. Because, you know, this investor, who gave me $60,000, he called me one day and he said, Ed, I'm going to put you on my payroll. 
I didn't even work for him. And he was so kind, he put me on his payroll where I was getting a paycheck. He paid me $100,000 for doing nothing. And here it is. Also, it's been two payrolls. And his name is Marcus. Has given since he turned on the payroll for me. And so my, my point is this. Do you think that you can do this stuff on your own? That you don't need intervention from the most high God? Well, I'm telling you right now, those entrepreneurs out there that you're trying to start a business, trying to do something for the kingdom of God, trying to go into the marketplace and change this world upside down for the glory of God, put God into it. And he's going to do things that blow your mind. You know, I can keep going and going and going. I don't know how much I should be reading. Hey, guys, how much time have I done so far? Forty-two minutes. Okay, forty-two minutes. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here pretty soon. Let me. Uh, God, I got so much here. Let's do this. Let's go all the way out to two thousand and eighteen, and I, I promise you, I'm gonna wrap it up. This is my first entry of uh, January fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. We ended the year with forty point five million dollars. With 1.7 million of revenue. That was a big deal for us back then. I just wired $50,000 of our first real estate deal in DSTs for assisted living. I was freaking out. The years are getting better and better. God is so faithful in all he does. We are uh, waiting to see if we're going to move into a new space. Lord, I only want your will. So if we move, great. If not, that's okay. Let me see my last entry right here, and then I'll, I'm going to wrap it up. Because, you know, I apologize, but sometimes... You know, I don't want to keep rambling, but I want to make sure that it's fruitful for you. Here's my last entry in this journal right here. This is um, two years later, January 2nd, 2020. Last year has been an amazing year. God has put me through so some serious training, which I know I'm still going through. I believe I am doing better, but right now I believe I'm in some kind of a funk that I need to get out of. The training had to do with the condition of my heart. I thought it was about doing work, and when I, I tried, I felt it was almost impossible to do because it was all, all about serving others. I, I was very selfish. I'm very selfish, and I do not like to be inconvenienced, and I'm and giving of myself is not easy to do. It's disappointing to learn how selfish I truly am. Doing better but still have a ways to go, I think. At least I know that the works without faith is dead. Once my heart started to change, serving became a lot easier. The training continues. We're moving to a new place in Covenant Hills. Today is the second in eight days. If I, I, if I do not get $4 million in the door, I'm at risk of losing everything. I just don't know where it's going to come from, but I will believe. This is the last entry for the journal. Lord, thank you for all you have done in the last years. I look forward to seeing you, seeing your hand in 2020. And I got another one here that continues from 2020 to 2023. And, but I'll, I'll close with this and to summarize, you know, and hopefully you get something out of this. 
I, I've never, I wish someone would have told me that this would have been the journey that I would be taking on if, if I started to try to do my own thing. I, I wish someone would have, you know, I have a mentor, man, and this guy is amazing to me. This mentor walked me through so many difficult times. He is such a wonderful friend. He's, he's such a, a great man. And I, I truly believe without this mentor, God using this mentor in my life, I wouldn't be here today. Don't try to do it on your own. It's hard. If you feel like you want to give up, don't give up. You know, sometimes, you know, life is in valleys, right? In hills and valleys. And sometimes when you're in the valley, you just can't see the, the sun because the clouds are covering you. And, and it's okay to be in that valley. It's okay to feel alone. It's okay to feel scared. It's okay to feel like you're going to fail. But if you just keep walking through that valley and you're going to come up and all of a sudden God takes you up above these clouds and you can see the sun, all you got to do is persevere. That's why it's important as an entrepreneur to have a mentor. Don't try to do it on your own. Get with somebody who's been through it. Get with somebody who can coach you and walk you through it. And then when even that is not enough, close your door to your closet, get on your hands and knees and invoke the presence of God. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. There was no way I could never get to where I am today without my Father, my Lord, my Savior, my Jesus Christ. And there's no way that I would continue to go through life without him. Just because of where I am today doesn't mean God stops. I'm entering another portion in my life that I've never been through before. Today and every day, I still question my decision making. I still wonder, am I good enough? I still wonder, am I making the right decisions, Lord? Am I, am I, am, are, you, are, you, are you guiding me? Am I, am I doing the right strategies, Lord? Am, am I just like taking on too much? It's still scary because in order to go from glory to glory to glory to glory, which is what the Bible says, you go from glory to glory to glory to glory. It's still scary. It still continues to be scary. I walk into this office second deck guessing myself all the time. And I wonder, am I doing the right things, Lord? And I'm sorry I cry on here so much. And sometimes I try not to. But it's scary, man. But in order to change the world for the kingdom of God, you walk by faith and not by sight. You call those things that, that are not as though they were. You end up being the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. It is not by my might or by my strength, or by, by, but by the spirit of God that I do these things. And my God has been so faithful. I have all these signs and wonders of all the things that God has taken me through. How can I not trust my father to take me to areas of the unknown? I'm in uncharted waters, but my Lord Jesus is my compass and he's going to take me exactly where I need to go. So I just want to end here encouraging you that it's okay 
to feel the way you feel. It's okay to be a misunderstood. People are not gonna understand you. People are not gonna understand why you're so passionate, why you're so driven. Cause you know what? You don't wanna be like everybody else. You wanna make a difference for the kingdom of God. And I hope that this show and this episode has done something for you to encourage you. You are more than a conqueror. You're not a failure. You can move mountains in the name of Jesus. God is your provider. God will provide you your resources. God will give you the strength. God will wake you up in the morning. God will make you go through mountains that you thought you could never go through. And I am so happy and cannot wait to hear all the reports of people going into the marketplace for the kingdom of God. I hope this was something that helped you to know that you see the end results and this is to be continued, right? I Let's see, which one is it? <laughs> is it this one? Yeah, this one. This one, uh, let's see, this one started, uh, it started 2020 and my last entry was, um, what's today, the 9th? Today's the 10th. My last entry was uh, two days ago. So it will be continued. I will continue to journal. But I want to thank you so much for watching the show. Hopefully this has been a blessing to you. I've never done this stuff like this before, but I'm glad that at least I can share my experiences for 23 years of how tough it is. But I could tell you this, you cannot quit. You cannot quit. Do not even think about quitting. Don't allow people to tell you to quit. Don't allow people to tell you who you are and what you are and what you should be doing. If God has put a fire in your heart, you listen to him and you do what he tells you to do, no matter what the cost is. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be all worth it. I promise you, man, I am in such a roller coaster ride. I just, I cannot live my life any other way. And to see that God is allowing me to enjoy all the spoils of the world and still be in love with him, it's amazing. So thank you for watching the show. You're the best part of 1031. Oh my God, you're the best part of the Ed Fernandez show. <laughs> I'm thinking 1031 crowdfunding on the brain, but thank you so much for watching the show. And until next time.